0: Are we ready? Okay. You guys can do whatever because the mics probably won't pick it up. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to be quiet. No, you don't have to be cautious, like quiet or anything. Check, check. Okay, ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Goat Milk episode uh now i'm in singapore for the youtube concert that's happening tomorrow and today's guest is very special this was the first person who saw me in the hospital when i was born and who has been a part of my life well yeah since i was born and um yeah so and this is the first adult on the show so just in case you might just be cautious for uh any bad language but yeah okay ladies and gentlemen chris conway Uncle Chris.
1: Hey, Julian. How are you? Well, I'm an adult,
0: apparently. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with that. I have to <laughs> <You> be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you classify as an adult now. Oh. Um, I start off every single uh, episode by giving the guests why, by torturing the guests with like really, really sour candy. Yum. And that will happen if I can get it open. Pop it. Hold on. Can you help me? Sure. Let me Sorry. <laughs>
1: I've got, a, got some nails here. Is it good like this? There yeah. There you go. Okay, pick oh. your flavor. There's.
0: I like I don't like watermelon, okay. which is a pink one. So I'm just gonna take blue.
1: Well, I'll help you with your watermelon. Thank you. This is a
0: this is a custom on the show. Okay. Deal. And then we'll we'll eat it on three.
1: Okay. done. Okay,
0: ready? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
1: One, two. Yum. <laughs> that was terribly sour, man. Ugh. You don't have to actually eat it, cause
0: here.
1: Yeah. Throw them out to the <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now we're meant to...
0: I think my tolerance has been getting better. I'm not going to finish it. I
1: actually quite like it. Mm. Really? Yeah.
0: Disgusting. I need my voice all squeaky. <laughs> That's <laughs> a little bit a oh. hole in your stomach. Mm. Okay. So, Mr. Conway. Who yes, are you?
1: Julian. I'm your uncle, man. Besides that. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, Big fan of J-Man Curly. Um I'm um, honored. Yeah. Your father and mother, my best friends. Um, I'm very honored to be on your podcast. It feels mm, a bit thank weird. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's different. There's your father. is my dad. Yeah, he's gonna do a bit of um impromptu lighting. But uh no, I'm excited to be here. Um who am I not think. that's something I think about quite a lot. I'm a happy guy. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Um Excited that you're all in Singapore for yes, YouTube. for you too. Yeah, I'm sad That's I can't something. go with you. Yeah, there was a working. complication, and basically, well, explain what happened. I got to go to Australia, man. Yep, But for um work. You, you know, you, you guys will will love it with or without you. You get the joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or With or without good, me? Good, good thank job. You. Uh Yeah. No. So yeah. listen, it's it's great. It's exciting to be the first adult. I'll try and be grown up.
0: Yes. Thank try you. Try and not um, use too many. Um,
1: F-bombs or... If you
0: can't help yourself, it's no biggie.
1: Well, I am yeah. Irish. True, true. I know it's part of our language.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, so as you probably have noticed, I'm currently wearing a Pizza Hut hat. Uncle Chris, could you please
1: explain your, your connection to Pizza Hut? Well, first of all, I love pizza. Okay, that's fair. You know, fair. I have loved pizza for many years. Most yes. people do. It's a happy brand. I'm fortunate enough to work for Pizza Hut. Mm. It's a really fun job. Um, so with my partners and, and amazing franchisees, um, I work all over Asia trying to make pizza better. I'm um, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that those that that make pizza have a good time doing it and they're taken care of and, and enjoy uh, working with Pizza Hut. And I'm trying to make, make sure my partners have all they need to be run successful businesses. So I got from Mongolia on the top to um, Auckland, New Zealand on the bottom. So it's <laughs> about like 9,000 kilometers. And I spent a lot of time in the air. Um, yeah. So that's uh, I guess that's my my pizza story so far. It's fun. It's exciting. Uh, lots of young people working in stores, having a good time, um, making lovely, crispy, crunchy, fluffy in the, the middle pan the pizza. Best. I know you're a fan. Yes. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate in that regard. And I get to, to stay in Singapore and, and base myself here.
0: How, how many pizzas do you run? Do you have like an exact number? Do you, do you know?
1: So now including China, we have about 5,600 at the moment. 5,600
0: individual stores.
1: Individual stores. That's crazy. 5,600 uh, managers. Multiply that by twenty. So what's about thirty thousand people, forty thousand people, or more than that? Actually, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and that's including that? Southeast Asia and uh, China and India. Yeah. Yes. Um, everywhere. That's everywhere. crazy. How often do you? How often are you here
1: in Singapore? Because you I, travel a yeah, lot. Yeah, I travel a lot. So at least a week a month. Um, but it's mm. you know it's part of the job, and it's um it, I'm very privileged to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, I get to go to an amazing place. I just came from Myanmar yesterday, hmm. which was amazing, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, I go off to Australia tonight, as you know. Yes. That's why I can't see you two. Yeah. Um, and then when I come back off to Dallas uh, next weekend, so a month I'll travel at least three weeks, three and a half weeks, and wow. I have a week in Singapore.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever be able to keep up with that. Actually, I'm going to turn your gain up just a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And how do you get yourself in a position like this where you manage 5,600 Pizza Hut's? What steps do you have to take to get to this kind of job? I think
1: how I got myself in a position to be on a podcast. It's right. probably <laughs> more, more more daunting, <laughs> Julian, to be honest. Um, I don't know, man. It's been, I've been in Asia now 24 years, 25 years. And yeah. I started um, going way back um, in, in a nightclub called JJ's at the Grand High of Hong Kong where I met your mum and dad. Yes, which um, was like the
0: biggest nightclub. What was it
1: was, a, it, was a, it was a successful nightclub. Yes, yeah, it, it was huge. It was a lot of fun. And your mom and yeah. dad used to come over after he finished, you know, singing at, uh, at the Excelsior.
0: At like what time was that, mom?
1: That would be about one or two in the morning, right? Like with late. your uncle Mark as well. Yeah. And then actually, we would go to a club called Dustal Dawn, where you're going to meet all your uncles today. He yes. Used to always go to Dustal Dawn, and it was called Dustal Dawn because it didn't close until dawn. Yeah. And we would listen to the band play. u two, we'd lie on the floor and have lots of. Um, pints of san miguel and the odd uh, the odd shot so that, w- that was way back then and I'm, i've never really thought i would stay in asia for this long i'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm irish and I'm, I'm very proud of being irish and i love going home i'm blessed with very good friends um so it's just kind of i think julian how did i get here i think it was always move always kept moving forward mm. um never um I think I'm um, again blessed with with good friends and um, amazing family that are very supportive and mm. encourage me. You know, keep going, uh, don't look back. Um, I think blessed also in the sense that allow yourself. Although I, I always want to do the right thing and be a good person, but to have no regrets. Mm. Um, because um, I guess when I left Ireland, it was it was very it was very tough. Big um, change. Big change. And I have my best friends. I mean Cormac and Bara and my brother Kieran. We just went to Japan together, so the connection is still strong, but yeah. you always worry that you lose that, that, um, that bond um, yeah. as you move forward cause life moves so fast. But then I met your dad and your Uncle Mark and Mikey, um, Tom Connolly, Mark Gilly. Everyone. Everyone, the gang. So you, th- it spreads. So you have the courage to keep moving forward and, and don't allow yourself too many regrets. It kind of led me to realizing after about 18 years, I, I went from being a barman to running the Grand Hyatt here in Singapore. Yes. For Mr. Martin for Willie and Yum came along and I'd done the hotel thing for 18 years and I never thought I was going to do the hotel thing. Never had any ambition to do the hotel thing, but it was fun. Yeah. I have To be honest, yeah, I yeah. mean, we laugh more than we cry and there, I worked for some amazing people and Yum came along and said, Hey, do you want to do something completely different? So from running a hotel with nine different restaurants and different concepts and spas to running at that time, the system was about 2000 stores. So you go oh, from yeah. doing lots of different things to try and doing one thing very, very well, right? And that, that thing was to make great pizza and to make the people that make pizza's lives great. And yeah. To have fun with that. So at that time, I remember talking to talking to your dad a lot. What should I do? And and actually, the, the guy who pushed me was was the general manager of the hotel. Maybe he wanted me out. <laughs> I oh. don't think so. Because he's still <laughs> yeah, really good a really good friend. it's a nice way
0: of... But he was uh,
1: very supportive when I told him what the opportunity was. He said, "Look, go for it, Chris." And that's that's Willie Martin. Um, do your best. You're always welcome back. And and he's been one of the mentors and one of the the guardian angels I've had through my mm-hmm. career. And, and uh, yeah, and no, no, I, I got into it, and it's moved so fast. It's been eight years now, almost nine years. Mm-hmm. I've done operations. Now I run growth, um, and it's it's a passion. You make you're bl- very privileged in the sense that. You have the opportunity to make a difference and give people a chance yeah. and, and to, to do the right thing mm-hmm. um, across the region and to work with amazing people from, like I said, the Mongolian team are incredible to New Zealand, where one of my best friends in the system, ARAF is. And to be able to, to have that influence, it's, it makes it great to get up in the morning and, and keep going.
0: Yeah. when So we know that you worked at the Hyatt for yep. quite a while. Did you have to go to a years ago before doing that?
1: Yeah, I went to a former hotel school. Mm-hmm. I think um I'm not a I'm not a big fan of i uh, not I'm not a big fan, I understand the necessity of doing the school thing. Mm-hmm. But um I was I was very good around the education bit, like in the you know, the pubs and the yeah. <laughs> karaokes or whatever of, of of Northern Ireland, Port Stewart, Port Rush. And then um Belfast. Um but yeah, I studied hospitality management in Belfast. Mm. Um it got me a qualification ultimately that got me the the ability to work for the grand hyatt which was it still is one of the most amazing hotels in the world it's beautiful oh, yeah. you know I, I walk in there still so my my hair stands on end um so i did do that mm-hmm. i would say that um what i've learned since then is that people do need a qualification yeah Actually, i get a general qualifications probably opens more doors yeah but once once you're out of the school thing, it's it's how hard you work and it's it's how how much positivity and how much energy mm. you bring to a situation that gets you forward. Right. And The school thing gets you in the door, but that's that that's that's it. So. Is
0: it required to do the school thing?
1: Um, a couple of ways of going about it. So if you look at the the if you're still
0: system, chewing on the candy, you can spit it off if you want to. Oh, I'm quite quite enjoying it. It's oh, just okay. a, <laughs> it the, the
1: sourness comes and goes. That's yeah. quite, <laughs> quite surprising. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sorry, continue. You can have, you can have a great career without doing the school thing. Um I would say for the time that it takes to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. It it does get you up the ladder. Yeah. Um but once you're once you're off the ladder, it's it's really I think especially in this day and age where you can you can I often wonder why people go to Harvard anymore because you can google most things.
0: True. <laughs> <laughs> sit in the yeah. classroom <laughs> if I'm <the> wondering.
1: Point. <laughs> having a conversation with your dad last night and he's telling me about the Ottoman Empire. Or something. I mean, if you go back seven years, you'd have to go, or even maybe a bit longer, but go to a library, find a book, go to a course. Now yeah. it's, it's all in front of you. But Yeah, exactly. Um, to answer your question, um, you don't have to, but it's probably better to if you right. can. Right. You know, take. adds young, a bit of validity to your right? portfolio, I guess. But you really start learning and you really start growing as a person once you get into the work environment, once you yeah. start experiencing different people, understanding different ways right. of doing things, seeing different opportunities. Yeah.
0: And um, how long does... Is it like a course or it's like a... How long
1: does it take to... Oh, so it took me um, uh, four years total. Um, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, That's oh, a long oh. time. But you can do it in three years. Okay. It's, but it's... I have to say, school is quite fun. University yeah. is quite fun. And the whole... In that stage of your life from 17, 18 to 22, you're you you're forming bonds and friendships that will mm-hmm. stay with you forever. Right. Um, you're in certain pressured situations around exams, but there's whole periods that, that, you know never have as much free time mm-hmm. as you have and how you use that and how you develop yeah. yourself around that. Um, it's it's a, it's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be daunted about. I think it's something to jump into. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it's an interesting thing
0: that you have to go to school to be able to host properly. Now, actually, what I want to ask you, so this podcast is like, um, it's focused around third culture kids. Mm. And you are actually a third culture kid because you grew up in Hong Kong because your father was a professor, right?
1: So I grew up in, in Ireland. In Ireland. But then you lived in Hong Kong for a bit, right? So I, I moved to Hong Kong when I was 19. Um, Don't you,
0: you give me false information?
1: I'll tell you what. Well <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my father moved to Hong Kong when I was 16. Um, he moved there to... Um, he was in universities. Yeah. He was an academic registrar. So his job was to take a polytechnic and change it into university. A um,
0: polytechnic?
1: So there's two different types. There's polytechnics, technical colleges, polytechnics, universities. Universities are kind of like you know the top of that pyramid and polytechnics were, were 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 needed to do different courses but would not be seen as as, as high as university i guess mm-hmm. so what he would do is he'd go in and he'd change the curriculum mm. he'd change whatever courses they're doing in that polytechnic so it can get branded a university and actually it's been on the news oh. recently sadly hong kong university polytechnic university that's where my dad worked oh um, so so i was at home i was i was living with my 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 grandmother i was going to a, a catering college mm. which um was a lot of fun um too much fun mm. um and my mother and father were out there my my younger brother moved out there for a while um and then i uh, i guess th- my my working life although i worked since i was 15 16 in in golf in a, a golf club and I, like i cooked and did barman and stuff all over all over ireland but my working life really began in hong kong so, so to your point I don't know if I'd ever be able to go back to Ireland now and work mm. because I'm very Asian Irish. I'm very Asian yeah. first and I'm proudly Irish. Um, I understand or I, I enjoy working in the Asian environment. I grew up in Hong Kong. The way you work there, it's great. You know, it's fast paced. Yeah, you yeah. don't sleep. If I would say, if you, if you want to have a re- great experience, work in Hong Kong, but work in Hong Kong when you're young and you have energy. Mm. And then I got to move to Singapore and Bangkok and now I'm, I I love it. I really feel at home in Asia, mm-hmm. although I'm very conscious of being Irish.
0: Do you think that that move to Hong Kong was what kind of gave you the jumpstart into the business world? And definitely. Like, what what would you say is like the biggest, like, the decision or the biggest change in your life that kind of set you on the path that you're on today?
1: Um, yeah, g- going to going going to Hong Kong um, was was something I had planned to do for like two or three months, and and. Mm good friend of mine uncle Danny told me when I got to Hong Kong and I was working in JJ's as a part-time barman he goes oh if, if you stay yeah. two years you'll stay 20 and two or 20. Um, I'm in my head I was going to work the winter because the winter in Ireland's cold and dark and yeah. like Canada I guess but we have rain not snow oh, God. I thought I'll do the winter and I'll come back and work in the summer in, in in Cormac Walsh's hotel who's a great great friend of mine and I just got into the the Hong Kong the vibe vibe and the hamster wheel and the yeah. possibilities it's so exciting right you if you good at a day in hong kong and especially back then you could do it there's no, nothing to yeah. stop you i mean every, everything was you know it was the land of opportunity and it was a great time to be there so moving to hong kong was a big influence hadn't hadn't i gone out for those two or three months i probably would be back in ireland and, and probably i'm sure i'd be very happy yeah um but I I wouldn't have had the the wealth and, and breadth of experiences and met the people I've been really privileged to do so mm-hmm. by doing that um, that was that was the, that was that was huge um, and then the second one was leaving Hyatt who oh where yeah. I really loved working at Hyatt you were the youngest F&B uh, there's a lot probably wouldn't be anymore probably but but back then back I was then, yeah. I was I was very actually probably too young to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um, But you were setting like uh, records. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. So um, uh, people get much younger opportunities now, but um, but back then, Hyatt it wasn't as big either. So I was really yeah. lucky that um, that Willie Martin and Mr. Edel gave me that opportunity to, to, to go in there. I'd run a very successful restaurant here um, yeah. with Auntie Tisha, mm. um, and the restaurant's still going. And I I, I ran it. I got lucky. I was lucky enough to be the the operations manager. I, I had great people. Vincent Ben, Mike Essar, who actually ran the restaurant, if I'm perfectly honest. But um based on that, they gave me the opportunities to run grand high era One, um, where your, your father had a very famous band called the shades band. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still a legend there. And uncle Mark and Mikey and LA and Coco. And that was a real, real, real stressful time in my life. I think I've mm-hmm. always been pushed to do things early. I've always been out of my comfort zone. Um, but what I've learned is that there's no, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's be, being able to keep pushing forward and have the courage to keep going. And, have your convictions and always trying to make decisions from the right place. is very yeah. important. So moving to Hong Kong and leaving the Hyatt. There would be there would have been massive... Leaving the Hyatt was very hard because I'm still very emotionally attached to the Grand Hyatt Singapore. I grew up there. I lived in the building for the best part of seven eight years.
0: So you think the hardest
1: part of leaving was
0: like the emotional connections more than like the work life there? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah
1: 100%. And luckily, I got the best of both worlds. I still go in and right. I get a hug from from the guys in Martini Bar or mm. Mezzanine, which which is a special place for me. Uh, Willie is a very dear friend. Um, Ollie, uh, Tisha, yeah. we're all ex-Hyatt alumni. Actually, today when we go to, to Monty Murphy's, basically everyone that will be there worked at one stage or another for, for Hyatt. Actually, Grand Hyatt, they all worked in Grand Hyatt, Hong Kong, mm. which is incredible because you think that we are we're 15 years on from, from those days yeah. and we're still back. So Hyatt is, so is, is a community. Yeah. Um, I, I I felt... Uh, they 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 gave me so many amazing opportunities. I f- I felt you know I w- this was a big departure, but no regrets. And and that kind of that that I guess is one of the things that I, I prefer to look forward than look back. Um, but being very respectful mm-hmm. of looking back, but not there's no point. What if could I should I would I? Yeah, because what are am you going to do, do next? Yeah, and my father yeah. always exactly. told me that. What are we doing tomorrow? That that was his his view, mm-hmm. and he he had a much much more um. I guess stressed Although He was always a very happy happy fellow, but he went through the troubles in Northern Ireland. He had to move to Hong Kong because financially mm-hmm. that was the thing we had to do. He had no choice. We yeah. were broke. <laughs> and that's such a big change from Ireland to Oh Hong massive. Kong. Yeah, massive. Yeah, massive. But uh, he was always you know, he was he was a walker like me. He was always we walked a bit too fast, I walked too fast. Had I'm you totally. have you
0: had any had you had any experience with Asia before moving to
1: Hong Kong? We come out for Christmas a couple of times. Okay. I I d- didn't like it at all. You'll see when you come to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Where where we come from is very very different. is very yeah, yeah. small. It's a beautiful community, big beaches, mm. lovely mountains. Mm. Um, family. Th- th- it goes in this order: family first, then friends, then animals, yeah. then then a few beers, and then work comes <laughs> way down the line, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go to Hong Kong, it's 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 works first, but works fun. Works right. And Hong Kong
0: is for those that don't know. I'm sure everyone knows, but Hong Kong is like buildings, and it's you
1: know, New nightlife Kong, yeah. and it's It's New York. It's the New York, of, New York uh, of Asia. Of Asia. Yeah. It's dynamic. It's exciting. It awesome. never sleeps. Love Hong Kong.
0: There's a the street food and, yes. you know, you go into every store and there's music playing. When we were there for New Year's, f- how many years ago? Like, when remember when we were there in Hong Kong for Christmas? Three years ago. We yeah. Year's. Yeah. It was like 1 a.m. and the streets were like packed, filled with people. Mm. There's music and like, Hong Kong is easily like top five places to, to oh, be definitely
1: I, mean, I'm, yeah. I, I, I love going to hong kong there's a few places when i when i leave I'm, i get genuinely sad on the plane yeah and that'd be hong kong and and bangkok also because mm-hmm. bangkok's a very special place yeah as you know that's where i first met you
0: exactly true you're the first one to uh and then you and my dad had like a cigar on the balcony after oh, we my might mom. have had a few beers
1: perhaps yeah. right while your mom was there with her tummy <laughs> open <laughs> after <laughs> i had popped Miller. out yeah. yeah you were perfect little baby out of us that was a that was such a joyous day that was so much fun and when um yeah then in the evening we went to to spasso and we celebrated and it's the first time i ever saw your father forget the lyrics (laughs) of habibi (laughs) you (laughs) forgot the the lyrics (laughs) Uh, was so emotional it was beautiful beautiful thing you're a beautiful man thank
0: you (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yes, I remember. It was fun. You remember it well, yeah, right? So I went to spasos with you guys. That's right. Then no, <laughs> we, we went out partied. to um,
1: we went out to to Nana, Soy three, uh, to to Ali's, which was this. And you were you were like this big. Uh, this is um. You ever, you ever, do you remember Ali's? Did we ever bring have him we since? Well, <laughs> uh, well, no, no. Chemical Ali's. We used to call it this. You know, I, I guess he. I'm not quite sure where he was from, but such a a gentleman from from um <laughs> Lebanon. He was from Lebanon, yeah. And we'd have this we, we got there at six o'clock and we ordered um a bit like last time. We went for lebanese food shawarma and yeah the big breads that came out of the fire it was delicious the whole shebang whole shebang and we poured beer in uh, in mugs because it was mm. it was a halal area although oh. it wasn't strictly halal only we kind of we'd be drinking the beer from the mugs and we sat there till 10 o'clock and then we ordered all the same food again <laughs> so we had it twice <laughs> with uh, your 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 auntie margaret was there as well yeah. smoking shisha with you. is that
0: where that picture is i'm holding the pen in my mouth oh yeah oh, such yeah. happy days man oh man
1: we ordered order dinner twice Ordered dinner order twice, dinner twice. That's oh, wait, One awesome. more time <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you were just out of hospital and your your mom was just recovering but um yeah always at the most special times man.
0: yeah bangkok i you're right i think if leaving bangkok bangkok is such a like peaceful vibe you know you walk and right next to the Etiwan, there's that little center where people go and pray, and there's the Everyone's bridge. Right. Yeah. Yes. There's the bridge, and oh, Bangkok's <laughs> the
1: best. Yeah. Yeah, You yeah. should do a podcast there. Got yeah. to. Yeah, from Spaso. Live from Spaso. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. You yeah. should interview Kunwawa, actually. He could tell a few stories, but I'm not sure if he would sign the, um, the private the confidential thing. <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what I want to ask you is, like,
0: compared, like, which job compared to your job at Yum now, which is
1: Yum is what would you say like the owner of Pizza Hut? The so Yum th- Yum owns um, uh, Pizza Hut, KFC, and Taco Bell. Um, the big ones. The big ones. So oh, I think it's sixty thousand plus restaurants globally. Um, we what we what we do is we enable. So we have we have amazing franchisees in a, in Asia. So the franchisees will will have the rights to a country, mm-hmm. and then we help them and enable them to to grow their business, to motivate their people. Yeah. To um innovate around pizzas, to make their pizzas, the core pizzas better, which is the key thing, right? 'Cause it's mm-hmm. like that that's that's the most important thing that when you order a pepperoni pizza, it tastes crispy on the outside, fluffy in the middle and the pepperoni is delicious yeah. with lots of cheese, right? So that's that's what we do. Um that's what we do. So we don't actually run the actual stores. We're we we're mm. I guess uh, influencers or partners with, with franchisees right. to do that. I see. And how would you say that this
0: job like which do you think is more stressful running a hotel or this one year different types of
1: stress yeah so th- look i mean if if you don't if you don't ex- if you don't have stress in what you do you're probably not pushing the boundaries enough mm. and you don't you don't appreciate the good times as much yeah so i'm um, just talking about a few things earlier on in the week and and yeah I, i'm i'm very um i'm, I'm probably sometimes too driven mm. to to succeed and I'm very, I get very passionate about my people, and ensuring that they have what they want to succeed. Yeah. And it can get stressful at times, but sometimes you got to step back and go, "Look, I'm doing my best for the in this situation. Um, I'm blessed to work for such an amazing country, a uh, uh, company, mm-hmm. I live in a, such an amazing country. Why am I, why am I beating myself up? Yeah, you know. And you step back and take a breath, and hug someone, right. and then get going again. You know. So exactly. Hotel, hotels are very immediate stress. I mean, hotels when you're busy, for yeah. example, the Grand Hyatt. Um, we would be up at five o'clock in the morning meeting VIPs, mm-hmm. uh, being expected by other VIPs to be in the bar at yeah. 11 p.m. And it's constant. And, and, um, and you have to be on location at all times. And on location all time. You have uh, 700 people you need to take care of, that are the staff. Mm-hmm. And then any one time, the same number or more people in the hotel. You yeah. can have about 5,000 in that hotel. And if you want to win hotels, you want to be good at it, you have mm-hmm. to be 200% committed to being there. To being the example for the team, um, mm-hmm. you set the tone, yeah, so if you can 't have a you walk in into a briefing whatever're you 're in a bad mood or you 're having a bad day that 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 energy gets the skin fourteen yeah. managers and then they go to the right lets and they go they give everyone in the right lets a hard time, so you have to set the right pace and the right yeah. tone constantly so it 's it 's quite i mean it 's quite exhausting it's, it's, but it 's a lot of fun it 's a mean, people job it 's a people job and and yeah. they 've got such wonderful people in hotels i've worked in i mean and, I go back to Erewhon, It's really like going home. I mean, you yeah, like, hugs from the doorman, uh, and they're all my friends. You know, I know, I know their situation. You go through, and you go yeah. through very, um, very big moments in life. If I take Erewhon, right, when we had the um, the SARS Asian crisis, um, we had big decisions to make in Erewhon, and those decisions affected people's ability to, f- to you know, take care of their families. Mm. And and these are big moments in life where where the corporate decision might have been to, to, for for example, to let some people go, like mm-hmm. contract staff, this was the situation, so we have to let the contract staff go, but you have to sometimes then step back and go, these guys may be getting seven, eight thousand baht a month, but that is going to their families outside Bangkok, yeah. and that's keeping their families going, no, no, we don't let them go, we, we take the cut from the, the top, and I worked for a guy, Richie Grease, who was wonderful like this, and you cut my salary, cut Richard's salary. That's the contract done. So when you do these sort of things and you come through this, you come out the other side of SARS and whatnot, these really become bonded and these are friends and you took care of them. They take, they're amazing, man. They really take care of of me and my family. And, Mm. and it's really like going home. It's really like when I walk into the air and it's, it's actually an emotional experience. Um, and I always feel guilty that I haven't come back more often because, there's so many people I want to see and find out how they're getting on and yeah. where they are with their life and how old the kids are. and, mm. and, and, and Yeah, you I built like a little uh, family. Oh, that de- definitely, it's a community. And I think most, most, most guests would say that about Erwan and, and Grand High yeah. in Singapore. It's
0: when it comes to... Like this is a like s- kind of off topic. I'm just sure. wondering, like, when it comes to like a complaint from a guest, yes. is there like a procedure you have to follow to address that, or you just like see how quickly you can punch him in the head? Okay, I see. Yeah, or That's send <laughs> your dad to
1: punch him in the head. That's <laughs> the best solution. Yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, so the this, uh, so, so complaints are a really good opportunity. Mm. Some of the the f- best guests I've ever had, and who've become friends, I've met through. Complaints mm. where they've been going bananas mm. um, because a martini wasn't full enough. Well, that's a good friend of mine, Ted, um, and he's still a good friend and probably is the most loyal guest of, of the martini bar there's ever been. So when you see, you can either look at a complaint or a screaming guest and go, "Oh God, I have to deal with this person," mm-hmm. you know, they're being unreasonable, or you can take a step back and go, "Okay, let's let's see how we solve this. Let's yeah. let's be friends. I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, you know what? We we screwed up." I'm very, very sorry. You know, the, the barman may be having a bad day, or we're so busy in the hotel that we just dropped something, and, and, and it's going to happen. Yeah. If you want to get five a day, it's been a really good day. Oh, but okay. the way I attack them is how do I make this person happy and make them want to come back tomorrow? Right. Because that's a lot of hotels don't do that, and mm-hmm. a lot of businesses don't do that. But I was very lucky to work for influencers and people in my life who who, yeah, let's try and turn this around. Let's try and win this person back. Yeah. Let's try and make this person a loyal Hyatt person or a loyal yeah. spasso person or four nine four person. <coughs> and now I've I've used that in my in my current life where, where we have issues or challenges and markets. I'll go, okay, let's, you know, we're all in this together. We want the same thing. Let's 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 try and figure out a way to move forward. Let's build trust and respect. Those are probably the two key things when you have a complaint. Is yeah. You have to build a trust with the person that you're genuine um and that you respect them. And then after that people, you know, they go, Okay. Like calm down and go. Yeah. You know, this is life. Yeah, there may be sometimes you know, lettuce grows in fields, and there may be a snail that, <laughs> that sneaks onto that bit of lettuce yeah. and we missed. But yeah. at least you know the lettuce is fresh, and the snail, the snail is digging it, right? Yeah, Otherwise exactly. It it, so. You made the snail happy. Yeah, so it's taking that negative, and and uh, really going after the positive and approaching it in a positive way. Mm. Um, and I find that I find that quite liberating, actually. Yeah, to be able to stifle the situation. Yeah, or, or 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 you know, make the situation good. Yeah, and make a, a good thing. You know, the person wants to come back, and and if it, if in two weeks you're getting hugs and you know, and and they're they're buying martinis, and I mean, Ted's a great example. We end up we're very very good friends. We golf together. I don't work at Hyatt anymore, but still we want to you know c- catch up and hang out. And I've got many friends that are outside the Hyatt circle, so it's being genuine and authentic, and genuinely concerned, and even if they're being completely unreasonable generally if you are being authentic and genuine they kind of you know in in, in time they'll go you know what i was yeah. i was i was going to use a bad word but i'm not i'm committed <laughs> to not to i was being unreasonable so i say um and and that builds trust and then that, yeah. that's very good for your business moving forward do you have any like um freak complaint
0: stories <laughs> has there ever been like one customer where you're just like wow are you allowed
1: to talk about that well, I don't work for? Yeah, <laughs> so I guess anymore, is okay. But the, all the customers at Hyatt are wonderful. Okay. Because now I'm a like, now I'm a Hyatt customer. I have to say so that, right, right? Yeah. No, there are some, and there are some some people who have go through very tough times in their life, and they they you know it's, they they basically hotels become a way of not going home. They travel too much, mm. and they can become very unreasonable. I've, I've had a instance where I've I've Tried my very best with the guests and I ended up giving them a hug and getting them in a car and sending them to another hotel and said, Sorry, dude. Ain't working for you here. <laughs> done everything I can. Yeah. And he was like, Well, you know, how come how come? I said, No, sorry, man. Are we really done. Yeah. <laughs> you know the St. Regis took them and then he left that hotel after two hours. Oh God. <laughs> but I mean you, you shouldn't know, be in hotels at all. Yeah, yeah. And um and there is a line when it when it comes to so my line was always when the staff were not getting, or my team were not getting the respect that they deserve from these guests. Mm. That that was kind of the line that we will give you. But as if, if soon as you cross that, you're 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 yeah. You know that's that's a, that's mm-hmm. a red card for me. Yeah. Um, but oh, lots of stuff. People pass away, which is always very sad. Um, funny things happen. I'm trying to say what one I can say without getting in trouble. I don't know.
0: <laughs> if If you think of one, let me know.
1: I will do. I will do. Yeah.
0: You sir have lived the life, and still are. Yeah, I am blessed know. man. Yeah. Yeah. Running hotels, I mean, well, like, I know a few GMs, Uncle Olivier, just because people that my dad knows, people that you know, oh, yeah, Uncle yeah. Mark knows, sure. yeah. But um, there's just so much that's, like, under your control. You have to take care of the guests, you have to take care of your employees, you have to take care of the food, you have to take care of transport, or you have to make sure that, like, every time someone enters your hotel that they're getting the experience that that your hotel represents, yep. you know? Yeah. The Andes, which is what we're saying at now, is, like, probably one of the nicest hotels we've been to oh i love the end it's like the apple of hotels it's new it's like it's really it's chilled and food is great and they offer gluten-free uh options which is not too common well it's getting more common now Yeah, i'm sure it will yeah
1: well the key to that julian is that realizing that that you need to enable your team to do all those things
0: right yeah it comes from you
1: we're gonna have lunch with uncle ollie later Mm -hmm. there's 400 guests in his hotel and they're also having lunch. Mm-hmm. So you might say, how does Uncle Ollie not get you know, stomach ulcers and worry about it? <laughs> because he has built up, um, again, it trust and training and enabled, and he's put in systems, and he believes he has the right people mm-hmm. in place to to execute that. And they want to do it because they feel they're also getting respect and they're, they, they are getting appreciated for going the extra mile for their guests. Yeah. So you see, good hotels always have good general managers. They always yeah. have... People that you know, and if I think of again, Grand High Richard Greaves or um, uh, Mr. Chapman and the Sheraton in Bangkok, everyone knows him, but yeah. he's never there. But everyone knows, mm. and you can see in his staff they are all empowered to make your day. If you can get to that, that's the you the magic. Sail. You you you're you're, you're flying, and that, that comes from people generally hiring the right people who really want to make someone's day, make someone's days better, and they feel they're empowered. They can do that. Like that. Mm. That's that's where the magic lies with hotels, I think. Yeah.
0: I actually have a question. Um, <coughs> So when... Because, like, w- when hotels are built, there's an owner that mm-hmm. owns them, right? Some really rich dude, right? Yep. Um, do they have any input to what, like, the Hyatt brand does with the hotel? Or, like, do they just own the property and let Hyatt take care of everything else?
1: Well, you get all sorts, right? You get all... Lots of different types of owners. So you'll have owners that are investors and they will... Mm. Um, it could be um, private equity funds or, or individuals, but they will just say, okay, I'm investing in a Grand Hyatt and I will let you guys go away and come back and decide how many restaurants and ballrooms. But the Hyatt would always go back to the owner and say, this is what we intend to do. Um, at that stage, the owner can become intrusive and say, no, I want the Persian restaurant in the basement. I don't want an Italian or, mm. or I want the, the presidential suite to have green walls instead of yellow walls. And there are different types of owners and that's where the corporate offices become very... Um, engaged in in figuring out which owners are high touch and which owners are low touch yeah um, it's a lot of money to open a hotel though man it's hundreds of millions of dollars right? usually so it's like a big family that owns hotels well, it right? depends I mean <coughs> yeah. if you look at the Andas it's owned by <coughs> was owned by Malaysia now it's been bought by a private equity fund uh, Grand Hyatt here is owned by the Sultan um, same as Grand Hyatt Kale. so you have all you have a different I mean, when Hyatt, when it started, you were right. It was lots of individual families owning it. Mm-hmm. now that Hyatt's gone so big in China yeah. and whatnot that it tends to be corporations and mm. that sort of thing. And they get like a certain cut of the revenue the hotel makes, right? They get a profit. Yeah. Yeah. So you whatever the hotel makes on top and then you take away all the salaries and food costs and electricity and all that good stuff. And whatever's left at the bottom, Hyatt will get a cut of that. They'll get a percentage and the rest goes to the owners. So...
0: Imagine owning a, a few hotels with hundreds oh, of people in them and an
1: ambition for you, man. It's crazy. Get it done.
0: I know what I'm gonna do. Get <laughs> some water please, man? Thank you. <coughs> yeah.
1: That's uh that's money money right there. Well you, you need money money to build a hotel in the first yeah. place. So actually as an investment, it's mm-hmm. not a great investment. I mean you can make money easier. You can take that big like, like one thousand million dollars, about a billion dollars and you can give it to three or four guys and then go and get you seven or eight percent a year on that if you're lucky. Mm. Hotels will take, it takes that money to build a hotel then you've got to start making that yeah. money back to make a hundred million back takes That's, 10, 15, 20 years.
0: It's a job. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a yeah. big deal. A lot of money. If you have like, if you had a, a tip to give to anybody who wanted to get go into the hotel business or to the hospitality business, what would that be?
1: Um, I would say, W- earlier in your career push yourself don't take the easy option mm. um to always take the hard job Thanks, Mom. especially when you're when you're younger because um that's where you that's where you learn the most uh, and and go into positions that are uncomfortable so you you can learn i mean for example for for hyatt they when i w- did their corporate training i i spent um two weeks in stewarding going through rubbish and taking out teaspoons i spent another month in a in the, in the basement, peeling onions at mm. four in the morning. But if, if you can learn how that works and, and the mindset of the people that do those jobs and what makes them tick, when you become a general manager, you can talk with authority on these things. So when you're young, get into challenging positions, do the dirty work, yeah. understand all that. So then when you get your opportunity to actually be able to influence and manage people, you're you ready. really understand the context. That's yeah. why I would say so. So you have to build up that level of experience. And, yeah. And uh, if, if, if you're going to school and whatnot, get a part-time job. Cause maybe hmm. it's not for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing. It's, you have to enjoy being with people, making things, being up at five in the morning to go and serve breakfast. And you yeah. have to enjoy working with these people. I mean, hotel people are amazing. They're, they're, there's so much fun outside of hotels as well, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. People and you have to be committed. 200%. T- go for it. Like, and, and, and take the ups and the downs, look for the opportunities to make someone's day. and that's that's not just a guests, that's the your co-workers make their day if you can. Uh, understand the guy who's doing the dishes, maybe doing that for twelve hours, give him a break, bring him a nice coffee. Mm. you know so you look for opportunities to to lift lift the energy and the spirit. Um, and, and if that's your thing, then hotels and bars and restaurants for are, are for you. If it's not, yeah. that's cool, man, there's many, many other things to mm. do in life, you know, work for you although i still yum is very much about making your day i mean our yeah, our, our core our, our core philosophy is that believe we believe in all people uh, all mm. people everybody that's a, that's a given when you walk in the door at yum and the second is recognition is we we recognize a lot and Yum. we thank people a lot we mm. overdo the no the words not overdo we overindex because it's the right thing to do mm. because um we appreciate that that running a pizza hut is difficult mm. um it's tiring. It's a little little factory that makes yeah. pizzas, and you have to you have to handle drivers and staff members, etc. So having run a restaurant, I get that that's six days a week. That's hard work. Yeah. Um, so we recognize a lot. We 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 ensure that that we do big. Right. Re- we we every year we bring t- we have two big events where we bring about five hundred team members and <laughs> managers to like Taipei or Bali, and we thank them, and they they they're the ones that make the, 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 the they make magic happen.
0: How many employees are there for the entirety of YUM?
1: Oh, goodness me. i would be hundreds of thousands. That's crazy. Yeah. A lot of you think the 60,000 restaurants, each restaurant has minimum, minimum 12 people. Actually, probably maybe you're clicking close to to the million.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. And that's Taco Bell and KFC and... Pizza Hut all together. And there are like some smaller ones too. right? No, that's it. Just a three? (coughs) Oh, I thought it was like like a... (laughs) <laughs> big yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, those are the I love Taco Bell and Pizza Hut they do the, the thick crust well now yes. when when they make the pizza they have to have ingredients shipped in right
1: depending where you are um, yeah co- core ingredients we don't mess around with which is cheese cheese is super yes. important so we get all our cheese from either America mm. or New Zealand um, and you have like a distributor that <coughs> or Peter. a supplier correct so we have global two global big suppliers so the franchisees can pick um whether they want the, the new zealand cheese if you're this side of the world obviously it makes more sense to go with the new zealand cheese yeah. if you're in america you go with the american cheese tomato sauce is the same uh, dough blend which is what makes the dough fluffy mm. and yeast um, we own all that um, but when it comes to toppings there are many options yeah for sure which we, we have to approve that we make sure that the supply chain is is squeaky clean that the ingredients are for very good quality mm. that um that the product's enhanced always by using these toppings so we, we we are very uh, meticulous around that piece.
0: Are shipments routine or do they come in whenever they run out of a certain thing?
1: No, there'll be, there'll be like a supply chain, which is um, you, they'll forecast based on what they think they'll do, right, m- how many pizzas they're going to serve in six months, and then you'll order your cheese six oh, months see. out. And it will come in and, in containers and arrive. So it's, it's, mm. the logistics of it all, it's quite, it's quite something.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure there's like a whole
1: branch of Yum that takes care of that So well, The franchisees take care of it. Yeah, but we have. Um, oh, oh, I see. But we have a supply chain, a very high, high level. My name is Nancy, who overviews that and makes mm-hmm. sure that things are working in, on time. And where there's trouble, for example, I don't know, um, a country runs out of cheese because they've done a big promotion and it's gone too well. Then she will quickly move cheese from one country to another to fill the hole. So yeah, it's very, much a very big, very big part of our business that this is right.
0: It's a bit like Tim <coughs> Hortons. How he runs a uh, Tim Hortons, right? Yeah, Tim Hortons. So, basically. like my uncle owns three Tim Hortons. So he's a manager for those. So I guess. I think
1: your dad had a Tim Hortons at oh. one stage, didn't he? Never did. Pizza. He was in pizza? the pizza business, though. You were in the pizza business. Yeah. Mm. Do you got pizza in your blood?
0: Runs in the family. Yep. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's such a big job. And to be able to get to that point where you have that many employees, to be able to start a, a company like Yum from nothing—I mean, I don't know too much about Yum, but I do know that it's a big job.
1: It's a big job. So Yum has been around thirty, forty years. Hmm. So it's—I mean, the current the carneys who um, came up with pizza—it was nineteen fifty-seven or fifty-nine. How no long has pizza Hut been around? it's fifty years. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it's. I didn't know that. It was as old as um Mackey D's and, and, mm. and it started in the U.S. And then I think we've been in Asia 35 years, which mm. uh, was the Philippines was the Philippines and um, Hong Kong were the first ones. Mm. And then um, the love of pizza, because pizza's not an Asian, naturally an Asian thing, <laughs> right? You know, fried <laughs> chicken know. is, but yeah. uh, pizza is not the love of people got to know pizza and mm. inspired pizza. And then we, we grew organically when that happened.
0: Um, what I do know is like, if you were to go to McDonald's and like, Malaysia or something they would offer like different menu items. Yep. Depending, does does pizza do the same
1: thing? Absolutely. I mean, we do everything. So we we have a core menu which is like the supreme right, yeah. menu. So you, that's your your super supreme and your Hawaiian and your pepperoni. So that's our core menu that you can get in ninety five percent of the markets. And then markets do funky stuff themselves. For example, mm. we just had a big um, success with the durian pizza in Malaysia. Are you serious? Yeah, they loved it and people went stinky tofu in Taiwan. Durian pizza. Yeah, that's pretty good. What? If, if you like if you like durian, I mean I can try and get you one. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I okay. Anyways, it, you, you either like it or you, you don't. Yeah. People who like it, they love it. They're go nuts that for durian pizza.
0: Strange. And you guys did the there was like a hamburger pizza thing, right? Yeah, we do Where hamburger phone. every pizza. slice
1: there's like a little burger? Correct. They're pretty delicious. <laughs> I like the hamburger one, I must say. It's one of my favorite ones. That's um, awesome. We do all sorts of really fun things with um, cheesy bites. and, mm. like and Sometimes a crust is stuffed, right? Stuffed crust with sausage, yeah. um, sweet potato in mm. some countries, Philadelphia, cream cheese in other countries. Oh. So we're, we do um, really fun stuff that, that every, every quarter, more or less, a, a country will do, do a, a specialty pizza of some sort. Yeah, But the key of the business is getting the core pizzas right. Right, like the main... That every time you know, want a pizza, you're watching a game, you call Pizza Hut because our core pizzas are always good. Right,
0: and you know that wherever you are, you're going to get the same you're going to okay, get taste
1: same everything yeah cr- 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 uh, crunchy cool. crust and good
0: good cheese and tasty yeah. tomato sauce that's right now i have to ask cuz this is a very extremely controversial topic oh hawaiian pizza yeah pineapple on pizza do you think it belongs there
1: absolutely really 70% of our guests in southeast asia tell me that that's correct <laughs>
0: what about you pineapple on pizza should it be allowed uncle mark are you serious? Good man.
1: See, Mark is truly I, Asian. You, you, you Canadians, Canadians.
0: Yeah. I you know. cannot say that I am a a pineapple on pizza guy. That to me seems like forbidden. Like, like that's like putting uh, like Windows on an Apple car. Like it can't run Windows because it's an Apple car. I you, were you know, actually
1: talking about Windows. <laughs> no well, I'm Windows. Old, but right? You don't know, get it like I think the Windows. cars have Windows, <laughs> Julian, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just that's such yeah, a weird concept for me. You gotta. Th- what's beautiful about Asia, man, is that we have many different cultures and tastes and dynamics. And you know, it's it's true. across the world. I mean, that that's completely respect your opinion on pineapples and pizzas. And when next time we go for a pizza, I'll make sure that your pizza doesn't have any pineapple on it. But um, but a lot of people love it. I mean, it's it's a taste profile of salty sweet. It's yeah. very popular in in places like Malaysia, Philippines. Philippines, seventy mm. percent of the pizzas are Hawaiians. Um, in Singapore, me, I like, pine- I, I'm, I'm good with it, but I put loads of chili on top because mm. I like chili too. Yeah. Right. So what's your favorite pizza actually from your, from pizza? Hut? Pepperoni. Pepperoni. classic. Yeah. Pepperoni with jalapenos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with jalapenos. That's yeah. awesome. And then put Tabasco on top of that as well. Pretty good.
0: I think mine would have to be, <coughs> I really like just a margarita pizza, no toppings or anything. That's right. I or recommend. tons of vegetables and mushrooms and peppers and but no meat. Meat, yeah, sure. But I, I, I do go for the vegetables more. I really like that. Yeah, I remember you brought me a pizza when I was sick in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, you got a sent
1: in from the Pizza Hut Vietnam yeah. guys, remember?
0: Bought me a little pizza, yeah. yeah. We have um, we have quite a few pizzas back home, actually, in, in Ho Chi Minh, near yeah. us. We have one at Crescent Mall, which is our nearby mall, and we have one on the way to vivo city and
1: H- how many do you think there are in vietnam i know the answer so i will give you if you get within 5 i'll give you this toxic waste um blue raspberry candy i
0: have to guess how many there are in vietnam yeah in all of vietnam all of vietnam 500
1: i oh do no, sorry have gonna to eat this <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that like 2 off or
1: way too off 98 are you serious 98 yeah between uh, mo- a lot in ha- ho chi minh a lot in hanoi um we've got even denying where we're going for our holidays this year well we can go to pizza out there if you like um sure. <laughs> you didn't have to eat it was only joking well i have to respect the game oh wow good man wow that was way off
0: vietnam seems like there'll be a lot big market for pizza
1: well it's growing right i mean vietnam is, it's a country it's growing and pizza is not a staple <laughs> food uh, <laughs> but thankfully the business is growing yes. um uh, I think then the 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 scope for more pizzas, which is great, over the next two three four five years is is really really exciting mm. um, but n- you you need to grow at a level where your business is sustainable so that you know you can keep your cash flows you can pay people mm. you can keep your shareholders happy so they're doing a fantastic job now. yeah
0: there's um there's been a few pizza places that have opened recently, but nothing top pizza. at there's one called Thank yellow you. cab oh, that's right I yeah. do the square pizzas but you have a Four Peas, is it?
1: Four P's is famous
0: in Oh, Four Peas is more of like the... Gourmet pizza? F- the fancy kind of... Fancy they dancy. do the, the cheese ball and you pop it and then it like Ooh. goes all over the thing. interesting. I went there one time with this family who left to my school now, but they had pizza with flowers on it. Interesting. <laughs> it was just flower petals on <laughs> it. It was like,
1: I don't know. Pretty, I'm sure. Exactly. Like pretty, pretty pizza.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. To be able to have a guest like you on share
1: your story oh well i'm 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 excited to be here I'm a wee bit nervous but i um, <laughs> you're being very kind to me julian i yes. appreciate that man so uh yeah
0: after you will have to drink some goat milk
1: oh lovely can't wait yeah better than those candies
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay candy's like a friendly goat milk doesn't taste good it makes yeah. great cheese it does that a cheese is goat yeah. cheese, you know but uh, i think i don't know maybe you should have named it to cow milk or something no, no, you, go g- <laughs> you gotta go with goat milk, my man. Yeah, There's no, no I've got the stickers already and everything.
1: I think I have a few of mm. those in my wallet. Mm-hmm.
0: They're awesome. I've been sticking them on every single like stoplight and and I mean stop sign in Ho Chi Minh, if all the way near school, yeah. on the way. To Vandalism. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> all the way on the I way to school, the, uh, I stick one there. These little buttons that turn the <coughs> light the green. green yeah. I put them right on top of those. Oh,
1: really? So they yeah. can't see the button? No, they see a button, but it's just above it. So when they press a button, they they can yeah. see it. You know. So we have to be careful when, and when we're out walking in Ho Chi Minh that the civic authorities don't pick you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. for my uh, name is right on it too. Yeah, that's but smart. <laughs> I think. <laughs> but I saw some take like <laughs> that off or edit Yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw some stickers on the way, and what we've been doing is that um, uh, since oh, the go. sticker has like a big white space, yeah. I've been giving people markers, and they put their own little design on it so they can oh, customize whatever they want. And the uh, yeah, at least in every class, at least six people have a sticker on their computer. Oh, that's so brand.
1: I'm branding. All yeah. by branding, man. Yeah, exactly. Get the word out there. Definitely branding. Branding. Thank you for your love.
0: Yeah, I lost the pins. I'm so sad about that. The little.
1: Oh, oh I, like I, I, I have some. I'll give them to you. actually. Oh, perfect. No worries.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we've been going for 51 minutes. Really? Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, it does. Are we yeah. okay on time?
1: Yeah. Yes. Wrap, up. wrap oh, okay. it up.
0: Okay. Okay. Is there anything else? Anything else you'd like to add?
1: Hey, I just wish you all the best for the podcast, man. Um Very proud and privileged to have you as part of mm-hmm. my family and uh yeah this is very exciting julian go for it man keep, keep going forward and go yeah. goat milk go goat milk <laughs> go goat milk we'll be a goat milk pizza for you in vietnam last yes, that. yes goat milk yeah. pizza delicious um
0: <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching episode five this will be available on apple podcast Spotify and YouTube and Stitcher and everywhere else. You can check the description for all the places it's available. Uncle Chris, thank you so much for being on.
1: Oh, love you, man. Anything love for you. you too, Uncle Take Chris. Care. Yes, thank you.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.